Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 Okay, this is Rough Trade Radio. We are back for second part. Um, second episode. Second episode. Um, do, do you think we'll um, get the budget to, to, to do a third? Because I've, I've, I'm starting to formulate three in my head. Two almost seems done and dusted to me, you see. The, that's, well, how, that's how methodical I am with the research. Let's recap. So, who are you? Steve Gullick. And what are you? I'm a pop photographer. And what did we do last episode? We talked about my pop photography and the band's artists with whom I worked during the 1990s. So the key word there is 1990s. Absolutely. So we're here today to, to continue into a more, more of a, a present. Well, we're not going to get to present day, are we? We're not because, because it, strangely, 2000 to 2005 almost seemed more prolific than the 90s which that is kind surprising. of doesn't make sense to me no did you did you come up with a term for the 2000s no 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 okay so we'll stick with the noughties then, yeah. the 2000s the 2000s that's better than the noughties don't you think yeah i am surprised about that though when well, you I don't, said I, you I think i think do... my perspective was different john because in during the 90s i worked for Enemy, Melody Maker and Sounds. But then in the 2000s, I left I left Enemy in 2001 and started Careless Talk Cost Lives with some uh, similarly minded writer types and artists. Who, and who were they? Who were they? I know the answer. But... Yeah, Everett True, um, I kind of conceived the idea with. Um, and then, you know, writer-wise, I mean, Stevie Chick was very um, a, a kind of dominant force. He was. Yeah. Who, who I went on to do Loose Lips Sink Ships with. Because Careless Talk Cost Lives was conceived to run for 12 issues. And we started on issue 12 and worked backwards so that we couldn't go beyond 12 if it was going well. And it was going well. But we knocked it on the head. And... Stevie and I started Loose Lips and Everett started Plan B. Plan B magazine. How many episodes? Episodes? Issues? How many episodes of which? Of Plan B. Plan B, I have no idea. They, they went on not your, for not a your long business. time. No. Um, Loose Lips did six. It was a very casual affair. Um, I mean, we've done seven. As we've done an issue. We've, we actually, when I did a exhibition of Music photography in 2013, which was, which was based on my work in the early 90s. Uh, Stevie Chick and I agreed to start doing Loose Lips again, which we've been doing online. Um, but that's even slower than the printed version of the magazine. And the fact that we've done about 15 articles online and don't really publicize it apart from now obviously um I, I want it to be printed you know it doesn't it kind of doesn't feel realized until it's been printed yeah i think it's a, it's a shame because you are in a way 
That's always been your thing. Yeah, the work's to... made to be printed. The yeah. work's shot to be... To, to, for, it's, 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 it's not finished. It's unfinal until you've got the printed So you can hold it. Let's talk about yeah. your book that came out last year while we were talking about... The Nirvana Diary. Yeah. Um, what about it? <laughs> well, we here at Rough Trade sell it. Yes, thank you. And um, just maybe... What what what's it compi- compile? It's the timeline of it's nineteen ninety to two thousand and four. Uh, it, it runs from the first time I photographed Nirvana, actually before slightly before that, um, until Kurt Cobain died. At which point it ends with photo sessions with Jesus Lizard in April two thousand and Two thousand and nineteen. Two thousand and nineteen. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, John. It's it, it's it's a diary. I mean, it's my diary. It's 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 called the Nirvana Diary because they that that band were, were an intrinsic part of my work during that period. And it and it and it. They, I mean, when Kurt died, it seemed to end that the, the UK press's coverage of that type of music um, and my involvement in that type of music started in um, February 1990 when I photographed the Screaming Trees. So it seemed appropriate for it to be the Nirvana Diary because it... Why? I don't know. It's mostly pictures of Nirvana. Well, there's lots of pictures of other bands that, that were um, their peers, you know, that's it, it. That's it, really. How do you um, feel about it? it? It's an amazing. I don't feel very good about it. I know it. you don't. That's no. what I'm asking. No, it's an amazing book, and I wonder whether when you look through it, you get that sense of it's like looking through a, a diary for you. Or no, I can't look at it. You can't look at it. Not, not now. It's done. No, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I looked at it a lot when I was making it. Yeah, but when you know, when I when I was making it, I was, um, it, I, it just to be honest with you, it, it started to just feel like a cash in another cash in because um you know i'd done nirvana book previously and and i don't know it just doesn't sit very well with me you know you and I, I shouldn't I, sh- I i think retros in retrospect i wouldn't have done it i shouldn't have done it but i did and it's out there and it's a good it's 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 a good book and you know but i yeah i mean the fact that it wasn't commercially successful actually makes me quite pleased <laughs> um, well, we sell it here at Sign Coppers as well, I believe. So yeah, buy it, buy it. So it is, you know. It's a nice thing. There's only nice. five hundred of them, and I'm not going to do another one. So let's play some music. So where are we going? Where are we going? Two thousands. Oh, you put me on the spot now, John. Where are we going to start? Okay, well, let's, as as we were starting, as we've started this broadcast on a fairly somber note um, let's lift the mood slightly with Shout Bama Lama by the Detroit Cobras He down Alabama I'm shouting Bama Lama I 
We did a Careless Talk Cost Lives cover of Detroit Cobras because, um, I mean, E.T. loves sort of really great pop music, you know, and, and, and so do I. And they, they, they came out of Detroit around 2000. And, well, I mean, I became aware of them. I suppose it would have been 2002, maybe. Um, just thought it was a glorious sound. And, and, and around that time, um, Detroit bands were getting a lot of exposure due to or a lot people people would notice in what was going on in Detroit Pro, it's probably as a consequence of the success of White Stripes right um, yeah I remember that era the Von Bondes and it was yeah. like yeah yeah I mean Detroit. there was yeah but there was some good there's a lot of good stuff I mean I, I really I never photographed them but there's a band from there called the Greenhorns have mm-hmm. you heard them yeah I mean I, I really I think they're a really good band I think to, they, they went on to be the rhythm section of the raconteurs um, but I really like them. But um, and around the same time, um, we also put another Detroit band on the cover, uh, the Dirt Bombs, and we're going to play the Dirt Bombs now. Um, Ode to a Black Man, which is uh, a Phil Linnett cover. Um, who you know anyone anyone who loves Phil Linnett's cool in my book. <laughs> Yeah. 
last time to try to put me down They say I don't give a damn But the people in this town are trying to put me down Are the people in this town That could never understand a black man Yeah, man So towards the end of my time at the enemy, I photographed Lamb Chop and Lamb Chop kind of cross enemy, careless talk, uh, loose lips, boundaries. Um, and and, I, and I'm going to play I'm going to play a song by Lamb Chop, which is um, actually a Lee Hazelwood cover version, because when I was working at Careless Talk, I had the privilege of photographing and meeting Lee. Um, and I, I love Lee. I mean, I, you know, since I got into Lee in the early nineties, um, he's, I, he's just such an amazing songwriter and, and singer. Um, and you know, I, I really love Kurt Wagner's thing as well. And, and I think it's, yeah, it's good. It's good to play Kurt covering Lee. In the beginning, there was nothing, but it was kind of fun watching nothing grow. Thank you. 
you could have been Yeah, you could have been good Then why were you so goddamn mean But till you I never had any fun But I'm sure glad I never Ain't you glad I never What better to follow Lambchop with than Nina Nastasia and Superstar?
Steve, we've had some some dis- disgruntled listeners phone in. Who? Someone from Peterborough. Who? Can't remember his name. Try and remember. <laughs> it wasn't Colin, was it? Um, do you know him, Colin from Peterborough? Yeah. It wasn't Colin actually. But, but the, oh. the 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 point is, they yeah. want to know what the point is of this. Point of what, John? What we're doing now. It's a valid question. Um, can you remind me? You remind us. Um, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is part two of a a three part series. <laughs> three part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is part. This is part two of a three part Rough Trade Radio series. Um, and it's and it's based around my photography, and the artists I've photographed, and. You decided that I couldn't fit it all into one show, so you presented me with a three-part option. So last last week we did the 90s, this week we're doing 2000 to 2005, and next week we're doing 2006, the present day. And it's, are we only playing music from... Or we're, you're only playing We're only music playing from... music by people that I've worked with, yeah, which is a bit of a bind in many ways because there's a tune by a band called Glass Candy, that's probably my favourite song from this period that I can't play. But one I can play is by Devendra Banhart and it's called Old Thunderbird. Thunderbird, 
all yellow When the night time came You look the same Still yellow So, um, yeah, Devendra Banhart, um, that was off one of his early records. I think it, that's off his first EP. Oh, okay, his first record then. Now, okay, so if, so like the likes of Sebado and Guided by Voices kind of facilitated that being allowed to be released as music, right? And Silver Jew, have you heard Silver Jew's first record? Yeah, it's very, that kind of, yeah, Sounds like we recorded on Barlow, yeah. recorded on a tape machine. Yeah, I I, I really like four track recordings. Um, anyway, we digress. You did Elliot Smith's first first couple were recorded in that in that manner. You really? photographed him as well, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, the first one for sure was done on. I think it was a. What's the first one called? Yeah, the first one Roman Candle was done. Roman Candle in his that was basement. Track, was it? On uh, yeah, it might even be. It was on real. It was on real to real. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, two or four track. Yeah. Um. um yeah. No, that, I mean, I, I, Elliot Smith. I really like Elliot Smith. Um, he should have. He should have made the nineties uh, show, but just weren't room. So we we should probably um, we should probably ra He's raise. doing your flies. Yeah. <laughs> long flies. Look, I'm gonna <laughs> do them up. Look, listen to how long my flies are. <laughs> I need to undo them again now. <laughs> Do 
descended into the gutter already. Yeah, so so I want to bring the tempo up, but but, but not too much. I'm going to play um, a ballad by Yeah Yeah Yeah's called Our Time. I may be dead, honey, but I was left with my about yeah yes yeah yes well they were, they were great weren't they i mean um they played at is it the bar fly in camden camden um and it was their first headline show and i, I was actually i actually got really drunk and there's, there's this amazing picture of karen o's legs um that i'm not sure i i took 
Um, it's, a it's a live shot. It looks like one of my pictures because obviously the camera was set up and I printed it, so it looks like my work. But it, it, I remember handing the camera to, peop to people around the audience and that. And so you might not have so taken it. So I might not have taken it. Um, it's a great shot, though. You took one of her in the in front of the urinal that's in right the toilets yeah i remember that one quite vividly yeah we put that on the cover that's why probably yeah yeah they, they had a they had a friend with them and she wrote yeah yeah yeah's on the urinal trough in lipstick um for the photos and yeah it was you know it was it was it was good fun it was a really quick photo session but i think we really got some interesting pictures so yeah yeah so yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Did you? Yeah, I really did. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. We're great. Um, another band who we actually put on the front cover of the last issue of Careless Torcos Lives um, is the Gossip, uh, and we should play them now. <coughs> That's a really dirty, amazing, out-of-tune guitar. Love them. So how do you, you follow the gossip? How would you follow the gossip, John? Let's get a nipple it. Excellent. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> well done. 
You've got a story, haven't you? Scanniblet story. Well, yeah, I saw her play in Chicago. Uh, I was I was in Chicago to do a Careless Talk Us Lives cover with Songs Are Higher. Um, and Jason Molina took me to a bar and, and we went to see Scanniblet. And that was the first time I'd heard of her or or saw her and met her and I thought she was fantastic. Was this that era they were recording because um, she sang on some, some yeah, she, songs Yeah, she hers. sang on Magnolia Electric Company yeah. record. Yeah, they, they I think they started recording that with Steve Albini the day after I left. Okay. Yeah, so I so they were rehearsing that record. That's a, um, one of my favourite records It's ever. wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but the song the song that got me into Songs Ohio was um, well, not not song, but the album that got me in. I remember we used to we used to put careless talk together in my loft. Ba- basically, you know, we'd work independently, and then we'd put the whole thing together, getting it ready for print in my, in my loft the day before it went to the printers. And um, I remember one day um, Andrew Clare, who was the designer, played the Didn't It Rain album by Songs Ohio, and I it it blew my mind. And and I'm going to play a song from that now, and it's the title track. say someone's watching from the calm at the edge what about us when we're down here we gotta watch our do see that golden light that it shines in its fiery eye go on and catch it while you Catch it if you can. Let it course through you. And let it burn through you. It's the light of truth 
If it's the light of truth
It didn't just rain, John, it poured. This is Oxbow.
Oxbow, a band that had been running for 27 years on Primal Energy. I just, I just love that band. The first time I saw them was at the Oval Tavern in 1990. Um, Sound sent me to take pictures of them, and I, I didn't know what to expect. And um, I remember Eugene walking out on stage, and the lights went out. They, they literally played in pitch blackness, and um, Eugene took all his clothes off, and then put his shorts I don't he got I don't know I don't know what he took off and what he put back on but he um I don't know why I'm telling you this either they 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 played in the dark they blew me away I was my job was to take pictures of them but they played without any lights they made it made it very difficult um in fact I think the only the only the only time anybody actually saw them on stage that night was when my flash went off <laughs> uh, I love, I loved, I loved them then, and I, I still love them now, and I can't wait to hear their next record. Uh, anyway, here's a band I know less about, but really love. It's um, Soul. Sleep well being raped in public school, this military training. Don't be putting acid in the teacher's coffee. 
60s walk out Get a GED and go to Berkeley University They never tell the stories about who makes away with the money I'm selling live water to out of towners for cannabis We're still on poor, so what the fuck you bitch I keep selling live water to out of towners for cannabis You better go fuck God or something Cause Christians get the best We keep pushing Selling Live Water by Soul. I, I love that tune. Um, that whole album's fantastic. Um, did some photos and saw them play somewhere in Shoxton. Um, can't remember where. It's probably not there anymore. Shoxton. <laughs> I mean, we are going back a few years now. Um, so, yeah. Ne- next up, I'm going to play The Breeders uh, and Off You from the title TK album. Sail. 
So John wants me to tell a story about how I wet myself in front of Kim Deal. Um, how many viewers are there? Currently uh, three. That's all right then. Do, do you think it'll ever go viral though? No. So I can tell the story and no one's going to know. No one will. Uh, you, you might as well, it's the equivalent of telling it to me all off right. mic. You sure? Promise. Okay. So um, we were at ATP one year and... Um, Everett True had set up a stall selling Keller's Torcos Lives in the main room, I think it was, and the breeders played. And um, I was really, really drunk. And um, Everett was sat next to Kim Deal. Kim Kim was sat on the, uh, like the, the, the Keller's Talk kiosk with him. Uh, and I looked over and grinned and, and wet myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
Well, that's that's it really. And uh, I mean, it's not something I wanted to share with the three listeners, but there you go. Um, she was really pleased. <laughs> was it quite no- noticeable? It, yeah, you, it was you, a you full rather really... wee, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, even in drink, you normally know when you need a wee, right? And you go forever. I mean, in fact, I remember having a wee. I remember going to the toilet and talking to Will Oldham whilst weeing, um, which was the same time or the same weekend, at least. I, 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 I tell you whose fault it was. It was Preston Long's fault. P.W. Long. P.W. Long, yeah. who we played last yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last this ties week. in nicely with episode two. One. Episode one. So, so um, basically, I think Preston either has fallen out with his band or something, and he phoned me up and said, "Steve, do you, you want to go to ATP?" And I, I had no intention of going. Um, I said, "Yeah, yeah, you're all right." He said, "Can you drive me down there?" There's <laughs> yeah, a catch. You're, you're all right. So we drove. I drove him down there. And Philly, Philly Kev was with us as well, and um, we got there and bought. We just we just immediately went to the shop and bought. I think we bought two bottles of vodka, and sat in his chalet and drank drank it. And 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 he he went on, um, obliterated. He's totally obliterated, and he kept breaking strings. And every time he broke a string, I got up on stage and told a joke. <laughs> it was a travesty. Oh God. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of organs, this is by Comets on Fire. that tune I like I, I love comics on fire that's a very mellow comics isn't fire it isn't it it's it? just it's absolutely beautiful and and this next song is absolutely beautiful it's sunny sunny cold cold day by Herman June <laughs>
The only time I photographed them was in London, uh, and um, but f- but in my mind, I th- that sounds like it was recorded in New York, and I, I think that I think that's based on. I, I may have read that, but it sounds like it, that that really reminds me of that that New York. It sounds like a New York kind of sunny, sunny, cold, cold day hanging around um, in New York, which reminds me of hanging around in New York with uh, Oneida. And this song is quite uncharacteristic of Oneida. 
normally there's a mental organ over everything, but this, this is a slightly more mellow number.
we where are we going now? Where are we going now? We should go to the Texas Jerusalem crossroads.
That was the sound of the apocalypse. I mean, Lift to Experience are one of the best bands I have ever seen. Um, and yeah, they're, they're just a mind-blowing spectacle, actually. The, Andy Young, their drummer, is... I mean, I've seen some great rock drummers, but he, he, he's incredible, and he, but he's, he's kind of got that sort of jazz, that jazz, that kind of, I don't know, that, that yeah, that, you can't see that, viewers. Um, we've got, not, we've not got a webcam. Oh, you see like a slightly limp, limp, yeah. wristed drumming style. He's a great, powerful jazz drummer front in, uh, playing in Lift to Experience, amazing band, and they played, they, played, they re reformed recently and played at the Barbican, I think. And I was, I went in there with a bit of anticipation. I mean, not anti um, what's the word, John? Intrepidation. Yes, yeah. I, I wasn't sure what to expect because they they hadn't played together for fifteen years or something, and they'd, they'd been so good. I mean, I didn't see, I didn't see how they could do a few rehearsals and gigs before and and that's be amazing. Hard to recreate, sure. Yes, you know. but they fucking did it. Am I allowed to swear on? Please, more telly? more swearing. Um, they, I mean, I, I'm, I was, I'm not into reformations particularly, but I, I, I always felt that Lift to Experience hadn't finished the work. Well, it's just that out. one record for people that, don't, it, that yeah. don't know. Yeah, one album. And it's a double though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Texas, Jerusalem, Crossroads. Exactly. Um, when, when I met, when I met them, jo I was taking some pictures of Josh in the toilet at Dingwalls and he, he said, do you do you feel like you're making history? What um, did you say back? I said uh, every time I press the shutter, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, we're gonna we're gonna end with "My Father, My King" by Mogwai, who I've worked a lot with, um, and they you know they span they span my time at the enemy and careless talk, and now I, I, I saw them last week. Um, yeah, they, they basically when they when they recorded Rock Action, um, I was with them at Dave Fridman's studio, um, and they played this live to me um, in all its glory, and and then they went and recorded it afterwards with Steve Albini. Wowzers! Yeah, to be continued.
spend more time engaging with exciting music and less time having to find it. Rough Trade Club Membership, available now via roughtrade.com forward slash membership. Thank you.